0: Hello, 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 and welcome back to yet another episode of Miss Congeniality. I am so excited because it's a lot. Like, the shit that happened this weekend, this week, like, it is crazy. Welcome back. How are you? Take a deep breath. We're here. We're going to do it together for the next hour and 20 minutes or however long it is. Today is a guest episode, but of course you won't be left without updates. First, my guests are Kit Keenan and Ruby Saracino. They are content creators, gals about town, New York, born and bred ladies, and they have been best friends since they were five years old. Now they're both 22, 23, and they have stuck beside each other's side for about 17 years. I think that their friendship was like one of the most precious and long-lasting female friendships I've seen in a while, and I had this idea, like what if we did an episode? about female friendships and female friendship longevity and how friendships mold and change and how important female friendships are. I think, you know, I say this a lot, but so often we talk about relationships and we don't look at romantic relationships and female friendships in the same way when they're kind of the same thing. Like the only difference is you're sleeping with your romantic partner and you might like live with them for the rest of your life. But Your friends, like the way that we act about our friends and the way that we think about our friends is not the same way that we think about romantic partners, and I think we need to change that because it's normal to lose friends, it's normal to go through phases with friends, it's normal to basically break up with friends. That's very, very normal. So I am beyond excited to get into all of this today because it's a really special conversation and I'm so glad that Ruby and Kit were willing to have it with me, but first, let's get into some updates. Okay, so as it stands right now, I'm leaving to go to Disney World tomorrow, listen, with everything that's going on in my life I don't even think I have the time energy or desire to go to Disney World so I'm trying to look at this as a time to relax and just unwind and like think about how grateful and lucky I am maybe find some time to write exercise get in my steps just unwind a bit because I am an anxious mess lately and I just can't explain it other than that I'm trying my best but my mental health is the probably not great um I'm trying to be like upbeat about it because I just don't really want to talk about it. But it's just not the best that it's been in a while, and I'm struggling. And I'm trying to like do everything for everyone and ignore negativity, and it's really hard. Um, I'm just trying to keep my head on straight and prioritize the book because that's what I want to do. And I was saying this on Instagram today. Just like I'm in a phase with TikTok where I just think it's been really toxic for me, and I've seen. A lot of other creators speaking the same truths, and I'm like so grateful for TikTok, and I think it's do it does and will do such wonderful, amazing things for so many people. But I'm feeling really burnt out by it, and honestly, like all I want to do is like live in a cottage, make my own jam, write my books, record my podcasts, post my silly little Instagram stories, and proceed. And like maybe we'll get there one day, and that's gonna be fine. I'm just trying to take every day at stride. But you guys don't give a fuck about that. What you give a fuck about is the Tonys and the summer I turn pretty (laughs) premiere and Gov Ball and all that good stuff. Guys, I'm still processing the weekend because it was such a whirlwind of four days, but the Tonys was really, and sincerely, the most crazy thing that I've ever been to, that I've ever done. Um, Right before the big night, they gave me a plus one, and I got to bring Cara DiPietro with me, and she she really was just like the best plus one in date I could ever have asked for. She and I had the best time. We hadn't met up until that point, and CBS literally loved that I brought her, even though we had never met before but we just like it was really nice to share that experience with another woman and somebody that I love so much that I think is such an amazing woman now that I know her personally if you don't follow her you definitely should she's wonderful but we really just like stayed out until five in the morning like we went to the Tony's we walked the red carpet it was fucking nuts I made the worst dress list on Daily Mail that was a fucking iconic moment questions of ethics in regards to um, worst dress lists like I thought we were kind of done with that because i think it can be super problematic like not them putting me on it but just like in general like i don't know people go through enough why can't we just be positive but whatever it was funny as fuck all press is good press um but the real tea of the night was just like sneaking into the after party and one person one type of person i don't relate to is a bitch that follows the rules lot. now listen i get it sometimes you have to follow the rules you have no choice like i'm not trying to do anything illegal but what i mean is like no rule breakers, no, like, rule followers were ever, like, super successful, like, people are sneaking into the after party, are the ones that are gonna hit it big, because they're willing to take a risk, we did sneak into the after party, confirmed, the main one, where, like, Leah Michelle and Skylar Aston and Vanessa Hudgens were, and Andrew Keenan-Bolger, like, that's where I talked to all of them, that's where all that shit went down, it was crazy, I totally fumbled the ball with Skylar Astin, like, tried to flirt with him, like, it wasn't a vibe, but, like, I wouldn't say I tried to flirt with him, I tried to, like, friend flirt with him, I tried to, like, I just tried to, like, become friends with him, and, like, he wasn't interested in that, and that's fine, because he doesn't need to be. He owes me jack shit, and he was so nice and polite. It was just, like, I was awkward. He was definitely awkward that I was being awkward, and, you know, so it goes. And then we went to the 6 after party, and I got to see all my old bosses at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning drunk, and they were, like, vibe, and I was, like, yes, vibe. My old boss remembered me, which was such, like, a major W for me, And then after that, we went to the MJ after party, tried to get into the Darren Criss after party, but they were like, this party ends in 20 minutes. And we were like, okay, we're definitely going to MJ after party. And Mile Frost won the Tony, and it was so fucking exciting. But in all seriousness, I feel really grateful that Instagram and CBS and the American Theater Wing invited me to such a tremendous night. I mean like, when I think about it, like, and I think about the critique, like, influencers shouldn't be invited to these big things, and I think on some level, like, yes, like, it does, I think there are people that deserve it way more, but also on another note, like, if they think that influencers are going to be able to be helpful in bringing more attention to a broadcast, especially when it's theater, and people really don't pay attention to it, who aren't in the community of theater, and also, people don't realize what a big hit theater took this year, I think, like, they invited five of us, only four of us could go, Like, if four of us could maybe help a little bit, and, like, I'm not patting myself on the back, I have no fucking idea if I helped, but I know a lot of people were DMing me, like, I've never cared about the Tonys in my life, um, and now I do, because you're going. And I think that's kind of the point, like, they just wanted to bring some attention to it, because, like, at the end of the day, I don't really give a fuck about myself at the Tonys, I care that there's attention brought to the amazing creatives and creators that make theater happen the writers the swings the fucking understudies the directors producers all the women and people of color and people in the lgbtqia plus community that are getting recognition for creating such tremendous art that is why i want eyes on that broadcast and that is why i want eyes on theater in general because to me it's the most magical special thing in the world and to be a part of that evening was just like i was genuinely in awe like i got so many messages and comments like why were you invited and I don't know, but I'm really grateful that I was, and I'm just going to take opportunities as they come and hope that myself walking through a door that was opened for me means that I can hold the door open for more people to come that aren't like me or don't have the same privileges that I do. So it was really just a special night, and, like, again, I'm not even – I haven't fully grasped that it happened. It was one of the best nights I've ever had, and it was insane. On top of that, I was at golf ball over the weekend. That was great. I saw Chelsea Cutler. I fucking love Chelsea Cutler. If you don't like Chelsea Cutler, go listen to her music. She's amazing. Um, I'm scared of crowds, so it was really nice. Supergoop provided us with these VIP wristbands, so I wasn't in any crowded area, which was helpful for me because I was there to make content for Teva, which is like a shoe brand why am I getting notifications on my desktop about people's birthdays that I don't know that's interesting anyway a shoe brand that I love it's just very exciting and that was wonderful and then yesterday I went to the summer I turned pretty premiere with prime video and I have to tell you guys you guys know I'm not a very good television watcher it's so fucking good and Jenny Han is amazing and I read all the books so I went up to her and just special like god a fucking writer like a, it, seeing her success like it brings tears to my eyes like I don't care about anything in this world other than women and people who generally don't have a voice that gets to be projected and loud, having their voice projected and loud. And that's all I ever want to do too, is like help that to be a reality. And so Talking to her and just congratulating her on all of her tremendous success was so exciting. Also, the show is so good. I literally cannot wait to watch. And she gave us a signed copy of her books. And I was like, damn, one day I just hope I can sign copies of my books. So it was really exciting. It comes out today. By the time you're listening to this on Friday, it'll be out. So stay tuned for that. I'm so excited. And yeah, so we've videoed the episode today. So you're going to see that as well. Um, It's all on video. And I'm really excited about that. Sorry if I do anything weird. I'm not used to being on video. What else? Okay, my last update is that I'm going to LA, actually Anaheim, California for VidCon with Spotify, which is crazy. I signed a big contract with Spotify, which pinched me, one of my favorite brands I've ever, ever utilized. Like, it's crazy. I can't even believe it. So very, very excited about that. And I'm leaving right when I get back from Disney, essentially. So that's going to be a lot, and then all of a sudden it's going to hop, skip, and jump over to July, which is really exciting. So I'm just trying to, like, prioritize my mental health at this time and prioritize the book because those are the two things that are most important to me that I feel, like, out of control about, especially my mental health. So if you're struggling, I'm thinking about you. It was also the birthday of my aunt who took her own life um, yesterday, and I was thinking a lot about, I was thinking a lot about life and, like, our opportunity to live and, like, I don't know how precious and and how quickly things can change and just how much you're wanted and needed here and how much I hope that I can express that to you guys every day and express it to myself, too, because sometimes you just get in a little rut and you need you need to find ways to pick yourself back up. So I'm working on that this week to the best of my ability, trying to find the silver lining anytime I can and knowing that it's okay to not be okay, and reaching out for help when you need it is so important. So I'm sending you a hug. Without further ado, though, we have a really special episode today. I'm really proud of it, and I'm so grateful that Ruby and Kit were willing to come on. So I'm going to let them explain to you who they are. They're just both amazing women and people in my life that I'm really lucky to know, and I think that their story will really inspire you guys, and they give some really good advice about friendship. So thank you so much for listening. If you need me, please ping me, DM me, send me a chicken emoji. I don't care. I don't know what your prerogative is. I love you so much. Sending big love, and we will talk next week. Love you guys. Okay, guys, ever since I asked you to be on the podcast, I've been so excited about this episode because I seriously think we have so much to discuss that nobody ever talks about and you guys were just the first people that came to mind. So just in case people don't know, can you guys each tell me, like, just give me your little elevator pitch. Like, who are you? What do you do in case someone doesn't know?
1: Yeah. Okay. So I'm Kit Keenan, born and raised in New York City. I do content creation full time. Um, I think my content is mainly like food and cooking and recipe stuff and then also a little bit of lifestyle and fashion.
0: The food content kit is so good. Like the caprese salad that you posted looks so fucking good. It looks so good. I have to make it. Like I watch other people make it and I'm like, okay, they're doing it. I can do it. But like what's kit cooking is like kind of my It pops off. It's Uh, so good. It's so good. Love
1: you guys. Thanks for the hype up. Always
2: and hi, I'm Ruby Saracino, born and raised in New York City. Um, I went to Tulane for undergrad, and now I do brand partnerships in PR for Locks Club. You might also know me from TikTok. I recently blew yes. up for being the plus one, um, where I do like day in my life content about the crazy things we see in this
0: world, which is like so fun. <laughs> and I think it was bound to happen. I remember talking to Ruby like a while ago about like how it's really fun to be like on the precipice of things but i was like it's only a matter of time before you do something that makes you go viral yeah yeah. it was like
2: it kind of happened but there was strategy
0: behind it, there yeah. it definitely was we love yeah. it so okay obviously there's so many interesting things about you both but this episode we're going to be talking about you guys and your friendship and like female friendships in general Can you just tell us, like, how long have you been friends? How did you guys become friends? Like, what is this friendship journey? Like, how many years are we going on here?
2: We've been friends since we're five years old. We were in the same kindergarten class. So that's, like, 2004.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's been a long road. (laughs) Was this? Well, I just think it's so hard to, like, grow with friends. Yeah. And I feel like we've done that really well. Like, we've gone through phases where, obviously, we're not as close. But overall, like... Throughout these past – since kindergarten, we've seen each other, like, regularly as friends.
0: Yeah. And did you guys – was this kind of a thing of, like, parents meddling? Like, oh, you guys should hang out? Or were you just, like, drawn to each other naturally in kindergarten?
1: Ruby has such a better, uh, like... Our, our nannies, nannies are, were our really childhood. good friends. No. Yeah. She's <laughs> best friend. up, That's like gossip so, girl. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and it was like, because after school, like, our parents work, so our nannies picked us up from school, and they were friends in the park, and they were like, let's get the girls together to do a play date. Yeah. And
1: the rest yeah. is history. Oh, my God. And I always wanted to do play dates at Ruby's, because she always had the best toys, like... All the, like, all the American Girl dolls, like, Barbie Dream House, whatever. Like, I was obsessed. So My grandma took
0: care of me. <laughs> Ruby had the good toys. You wanted to be her friend. Did you guys go to the same, like, middle school, high school, all that, or no? No. No.
2: We haven't been in class together since second grade In school together since fifth grade.
0: So what was that like growing up in New York? Because I'm from New Jersey. I think that there's, like, a a way that people think of what it's like to grow up in New York and it's very synonymous with like Gossip Girl or all that or you know we hear all of these things like people grow up too fast and like all these things like what was it actually like to grow up in New York and also like how did you guys maintain that friendship? I mean we grew up like three blocks away from each other
2: so seeing each other wasn't that hard because we lived in the same neighborhood and I think I struggled in middle school. I struggled a lot socially. So I like latched on to Kit and her friends at a, her school because it was a break and a way for me to like get away from like all the madness in middle school. So that had a lot to do with it. And then I think in high school, we actively made time. Like we used – we. Almost, I feel like we saw each other like if not every Tuesday, like every other Tuesday. Like I would go over to Kit's house for dinner yeah. with her family.
1: Yeah. I would say like in terms of the the growing up, in New York thing and like growing up too fast though. I think that was actually like we always talk about this because I think I, well I started like trying things really early and I remember Ruby would like lecture me about like going out and. (laughs) and, When we
2: were like 12, 13. My mom like like, instilled so much fear in me.
1: And I was like smoking weed and like trying drinking and stuff like that and Ruby was like what are you doing? I also like, went to
2: such a-, a nerdy high school. I mean, not high school, middle school. Like, yeah. that wasn't, like, my school was, like, 120 kids. It was, like, a science school. That wasn't really what we were doing. We're and like,
1: I have the, how the roles have been reversed. Oh, now. yeah, oh, seriously. The roles have been
0: reversed. Okay, but, so you guys, like, what you just said makes me think of when Julia Fox was, like, on Call Her Daddy, and she's like, I was pounding the pavement at the age of 11. Like, I was in clubs. Oh. Like, and nobody knew if she was exaggerating or not. True or false, like, that's what it's like to be a young person. 11's yeah.
2: a little young. I mean, I snuck into my first club at 14. My mom got me my first fake ID for my 14th birthday.
0: So yeah, I was 14 is a little 14.
2: bit more um,
0: yeah. realistic. Oh, my God. Okay, so how did you guys, like, maintain that friendship when you are, like, at this nerdy school being, like, you can't do these bad things, and you're, like, exploring the world?
1: I didn't tell her. I never told her. I didn't know anything.
0: <laughs> you just didn't know
1: that she was out? Well... <laughs>
2: No, because I was home. But then once I got to high school, I feel like I was more accepting of. Uh,
1: yeah. But like mm-hmm. actually all through middle school, like I, I definitely had a lot of friends that were. They were maybe a, like, quote unquote, bad influences. And Ruby told me. Like, if you smoke weed, kid, you're going to get acne, because that's what her mom lied to her and told her. <laughs> so that I would wait. <laughs> and so, and I was, like, smoking weed every day and, like, not getting acne. So I was, like, okay, well, she clearly has no clue what she's doing. <laughs> and then eventually, like, Ruby caught on. And then
2: the roles, like, so changed. Like, yeah. then in high school, I went to, like, a pretty normal high school on the Upper East Side, and, like, it was just, like, normal. Like, I started drinking my end of freshman year. I started smoking weed, like, Summer befo- between freshman and sophomore year, and then it was kind of just like
0: the rest was. It story. is what it is, yeah. Yeah. So you guys obviously had different friend groups or like friend circles, and like you mentioned that you had latched onto her friend group. Kind of like tell me about that in high school. Like, what was it like to have completely different friend groups so still be best friends? And like, were you guys? Did you guys like each other's friends?
1: I didn't – I never – well, Ruby at the time, I you can speak on this more, but, like, I think she was more hesitant to, like, mix friend groups, whereas I was, like, very – I'm just, like, come yeah. and go, like, very comfortable with it. So I think in high school, like, you saw my friends and, like, were always welcome with my friends, but yeah. I never really – I never hung out with your
2: friends. I – like, because, like, my anxiety never wanted my friend groups to mix. Like, also, all my friends were, like, uptown and, like, Kit and her friends were downtown and like, our neighborhood. And, like, I was, like, that's perfect. Like, they never have to mix at all. Like, yeah. I, in high school, was one of those people who like had a different personality for every friend group I was with. And I was just okay, yeah. like so scared or I thought I did at least. And I was so scared of like the mixing or that like people would meet each other because of me and then like become friends and not want to be my friend. Like yeah. it was rooted in more like insecurity than like the yeah. re- realistically, like if someone's friends with me, their friends with for me. Like if they're using me, then like they probably shouldn't be my friend to begin yeah. with. And that's something I even struggled with like in elementary school. Like we, after our second after second grade, oh, I was yeah. taken out of like our, cl- like, minor kids' class and put into a different class for third grade. Yeah. And I like used to start fights between like the friend groups because I didn't even want them to become friends. Okay. And that's like, s- like, looking back on it is so like crazy no, because now I feel like I'm so open and I just yeah. want everybody to know everyone because that's just like so much better. Yeah.
0: But it's like, okay, I get this a lot. Of people saying, like, I have a bunch of different friends. I don't have like a group. Like, how do I have a birthday party? And I'm like, honestly, it's your fucking birthday. You invite them all and it's their fucking fault if they can't socialize with each other. It really is. Like if they truly like, I have like theater friends and this and J school. And like, if my friends can't all get along, like that's their fault. It's not mine. For my
2: 22nd birthday, it was like the first time I actually did that. I brought like, how many people, like 25 people to a Yankee game. And it was people from high school, kit, a couple influencer people, college, like city kids that I just like know. And I was like, I had like three therapy sessions to prep for it. I was like, we're just doing it. Yeah. Like it's happening. It's my birthday. No, yeah, it. And it was, it was amazing. amazing. Yeah. It was great because it was everyone's
0: just, like, great. And full of like everyone's just celebrating me. So yeah. it's just like that's what and they could laugh. agree on. So you guys didn't have the same friend groups throughout like elementary, middle, and high school. What was different about them? Like you obviously just said that you were like hesitant to mix them. Like, yeah. How did it go when you guys did mix groups if you ever did? And like what was different about both groups that you guys had?
2: We mixed groups like once or twice on the lawn, like because in the city, like after school and like the springtime, you go to the great lawn in Central Park to chill, and like our friend groups would mix there. And then one barely
1: day, though you would like we would be like on it the separate. We
2: would be like on the northeast <laughs> side of the lawn, and like Kit and her friends would be like on the southwest side. Yeah. And then one, but one time I had all the boys over, like all my guy friends, over to Kit's house.
1: It for was party. They literally still bring it up to me because so in high school in New York, like. You would call a party a free if, like, your parents weren't there. I don't know if they call it that everywhere. (laughs) So I had the free and uh, because my parents were out of town. And usually, like, at these types of events that we would go to. Events. I used to call them functions. At these types of – yeah, at these types of functions. Like, it was usually a guy's house. And, like, he would tell everyone, like – okay, only come with girls okay, because yeah. they wanted, like, majority yeah, girls. Yeah, 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 So I hated that mentality because we were always going to parties where there would be, like, Two the guys. guy who owned own the house, his, like, little group of friends, and then just, like, a bunch of girls like from 30 all girls. over yeah. the city. Yeah. And so for my party when I had the free, <laughs> I texted Ruby and I was like, hey, I want to have a party, but you can only bring guys. Oh, my God, So yes. Ruby was at a party already, and she, like, looked around, and she was like, okay, tw- whatever 20 guys that you were I think with. I
2: called two cars.
1: And made all the girls leave, and so Ruby showed up to my house with
0: 20 guys and we had such a fun it was a great that is so fun (laughs) I love that okay also Ruby would be like okay all the girls can go now just guys come with me. yeah I was (laughs) but yes um so you guys have obviously very distinct personalities now like I think of you guys as like perfect foils where like Kit definitely comes off as more quiet, but then when you get to know you, you have, like, such a big personality, and Ruby's personality is, like, bigger on the, like, immediate instant when you meet her, and then she's, like, so nuanced. Have you guys always been that way? Because I feel like you work so well together as best friends.
2: I think so. Like, I even think about, like, when we used to go to your mom's shows when we were, like, seven, eight, nine, and I would be, like we should go say hi to that person. Yeah. And like Kit would be like I I know, and I'd be like yeah, but let's go let's actually go do let's it. Go do it. And then once we had the start of the conversation, like it was normal and Kit was like talking, but I was always like a little bit of like the let's go do it. I
1: let's feel like talk. I'm I'm a pretty reserved person, but I like to be the center of attention yeah. and not really talk to anyone. Whereas <laughs> would be like <laughs> She loves to talk to everyone and can also enjoy being the center of attention, but not as much as I do.
2: Yeah, like I love knowing I've spoken to every single person in the room. Like then, working yeah. the room, like I'm always like, let's do a lap. Like no, you're such a lap girl. That's how I like <laughs> f- loves to make my presence seen in the room by yeah. making sure everybody like has actually spoken to me. Yeah. Because I, I also like, I genuinely enjoy the conversation. No,
0: you guys are like the perfect match. Okay, so We go to college. And was this the first time you guys felt your friendship like shift or change? Or like, did you ever have like a shift in your friendship or like feel differences before you guys went to college?
2: I would say in high school, like, we, I think at the end of high school, we probably were the least close. Yeah. That we've ever been. Like, going, like, the night before, like, Kit left for school, she left before me, like, I went to go say bye or something like that. I have
1: no recollection of this.
2: But like, it wasn't like, Kids leave, like we're leaving. Cause like we, there would be like months at a time when we wouldn't see each other, just like a lot of weeks, cause like life would be crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were never like always texting or anything. It was like when we see each other, we catch up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it was for like freshman year at least. Like we would definitely like FaceTime a little bit here and there. There. When we were home, we would make a point to see each other, but it wasn't such like this crazy shift of like we see each yeah. other every day and now we aren't.
0: Yeah. So how did you guys handle, I guess, like that? minor change or like the moments because I see you guys now as like being so close you're always together and like I when I think you guys are synonymous with each other as best friends but how did you guys like handle that like lesser contact was it ever a thing of like oh are we slipping as friends or was it kind of just like inherent like oh it's gonna be fun?
1: I think actually to my memory I think we actually got a little bit closer in college even though we didn't go to college together because Ruby was always back in the city that was, so, like,
2: after freshman year.
1: After freshman year. Because I went to USC freshman year and half of my sophomore year. And then I moved back to the city. And at that point, Ruby was, like, coming back to New York, like, every weekend, every weekend if not every other weekend. Yeah. And at that time, I feel like we were way closer even than we were in high school. Yeah. 100%. Because, like, we were seeing each other more. And, like, because we were – because I was – like, the only person who would just be in New York, because all of your friends were
0: at at school. school, yeah.
1: So, like, I I was the only really – I was the only person that was in New York at the time, or anyone else that you knew from, like, NYU. So, we would see each other way more, actually, in college than we did in high school. Like,
2: sophomore year, I, like, lived at Kit's house. Like, I – like, I had stuff going on at home, and, like, I didn't want to be at school, but I also didn't want to be at home. So, like, I was at Kit's house. Like (laughs) – Yeah. Her mom was, like, her sister, like, so there for me. Like, we went on, like, trips together, like, the four of us. Like, it was kind of, like, every weekend I was, like, well, when she was in L.A., I was either in New York, L.A., or, like, visiting someone else. And then once she was back in the city, it was, like, I was either in New York or, like, at some other school visiting because I, like, didn't really like college until my senior year.
0: So we've talked about that before. How did you guys, like – lean on each other when you're like experiencing those changes. Cause I feel like I watched my high school friend group like totally fall apart when I went to college, which is fine. And I still live with my best friend from high school. You guys know her, I've met her and she is like the best person in my life. But it's, it was definitely like, it came in waves. And like, I think like when I needed her most and she was there for me was like when our friendship like got so firm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, we, I would say we both kind of struggled in college. Like, 100 yeah. percent. Definitely, my my first year at USC, and then like going into my se- my first semester of sophomore year at USC, I like my whole time at USC was kind of a mess. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't like. It wasn't that bad because I had like friends that lived in LA and stuff. It was just like my mental health was bad living there. And I just didn't really love what I was studying. I didn't feel like at home or like I had my community at school because I already had my friend group in LA and I was just like leaving school and I didn't have a community. And so then like when I moved back to New York and Ruby was coming to New York, every weekend, I really felt like, oh, my God, I feel so, – this is my home. Like, I feel yeah. so comfortable. My family's here. Ruby's here. Like, one of my other best friends, Lily, was here.
0: And it just, like, it felt way more comfortable. It, like, made you realize what mattered and it yeah. was important to you. Um, when you guys were apart, did you ever worry about, like, friends replacing each other? Or, like, did you ever feel – and, like, it's okay to say no – but, like, any envy or, like, worry that, like – one of you was going to end up, like, thriving where you were and, like, making all these friends, and then, like, you would feel replaced or left out of that?
1: I've never been – like, I've never had anxiety about my friends, like – Yeah. Having other friends. I don't know what that is about me, but I just feel like I've never had that, like, yeah. anxiety.
2: Yeah. I was never worried about, like, Kit. Like, we're also such different people and that, like, the things that, like – when I was at school, like th- – like, doing my, like, frat boy, like, bar scene thing, yeah. like, I, Kit wouldn't have wanted to be there. Oh, my God. Yeah. I have And, it. like, same thing when Kit was, like, in L.A., like, being at all the clubs in L.A., like, that was, like, my worst nightmare at yeah. that time. So, and if I wanted to be there, like, realistically, I could have asked and gone. Yeah. It was just so, like, not of interest.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. And I love that. Because, okay, I think having – like, I always say this to people. Like, on a first date, you can tell if someone's interested in you if when you talk about something that's different between the two of you, the other person is so intrigued and isn't like, oh, our differences are weird. We're too different. But, like, wait, that's so interesting that we have this difference. Do you guys have any advice for people who feel like they're, like, becoming friends with someone who has different, like, interests or priorities or just, like, different things that they like than you do?
1: Well, what were you saying this weekend? You were like, I feel like in – Every way on the surface, we're so different, but like on the things that matter, we really. Agree. Oh, I said in
2: every way we're not the same. We're so different, but in every way we're the same. We're exactly the same. Oh, I love that. And I can't go into detail. That's just all. Yeah,
1: i was no, no, no. We need to think of an example. It's just like, like, like when we go out. Kit
2: is happy to leave at like. When she's ready to leave.
1: Yeah. yeah. I
2: will stay. Sometimes I'll overstay. Like, I'll go out a little bit too long. But, like, going into the night, like, we're both getting ready and excited and ready to be where be at th-
1: wherever we're at. Yeah. yeah. I think we have, like, agreements on those types of things. So, like, for the going out thing, I don't I, – I enjoy going out. But it's not, like, something that really brings me so much energy like yeah. it does for Ruby. So – I think we agree on, like, oh, this is going to be fun. And then we also agree that when I'm ready to leave, I'll just leave.
0: Yeah. So you're an introvert. Uh, Yes. Okay. So what is it like having an introvert-extrovert, like, best friendship? I just assume that you're an extrovert. I I am. I mean,
2: for – I don't even know.
1: I think – well, honestly, I think we complement each other really well with that. Like, if I was – an extrovert, too, I think it would probably annoy you because it would just be, like
2: – So much It all would just the time. be so
1: – it would be us, like, yeah. trying to fight for attention all the time. And for me, like, I love having an extrovert friend because when I don't feel like talking to someone, like, she can just, like – she will probably enjoy talking to them. Yeah.
2: And also, like, in terms of, like, the downtime, like, I don't have an off switch. Like, I need to be, like, reset. And sometimes I need, like, people around me to, like, calm me down and, like, chill me out, like, and tell me that it's, like, time to, like, go or, like, that we're going to take a minute. Like, even a couple weeks ago, like, our friend Margot I was with her out east and, like, she was, like, I need to read my book. And I was, like, oh, my God, like, we've been talking for, like, however long. Like, I'm going to go take a walk and, like, decompress. Like, I need that, like, moment to, like – stop thinking yeah. in, like, my brain. And sometimes like, you need somebody else. Constantly. It's, like,
0: the same thing as, like, sometimes you need someone to, like, hype you up to talk to someone. Sometimes you need someone to be, like, please relax for five minutes. Yeah. And, like, it's okay if we're not there right now. Like, yeah. we'll be there in 20 minutes. Like, I it's love okay. that. Yeah. Okay. So kind of, like, switching gears moving on. You're in NOLA. You go and be on The Bachelor. How did we navigate this? Like, I feel like this is extremely <laughs> uncharted. Like, This one doesn't have a phone. This one always has a phone. (laughs) Like, how did we how did we navigate this and what was that like for both of you?
1: Well, honestly, like that process, filming only took like a month or two. So it wasn't like I was gone for so long that, that we weren't speaking. I would say, like, really a part of our friendship that I feel like really just was like an amazing part of it for me was after that. And you were going through a lot at school, and I was also, like, going through all of these emotions post-filming because it is such an emotionally taxing process. And then you just, like, get back into the world. And also it was, like – lockdown in LA. I was living in LA. It was like full lockdown. No restaurants yeah. were open. Nothing was happening. And I was just like kinda going insane. And we would call we would call each other every single every day. Every day. Like actually hours.
2: And we would be like on our separate walks. Like I'd be walking around. My neighborhood kit would be like wherever in LA and we would just be on the phone.
1: Yeah. So I think that was like a really good Example of, like, okay, we're going to step up and really support each other during this time. I
2: also think the fact that we weren't, like, together in the same city and the fact that we had, like, our separate lives, but there was, like, a lot of themes between it made it, like, better. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think I could have, like, I don't know if we would have been as close if we were, like, in the same city, like, at the same time, like, and we didn't have, like, our own things going on.
1: I think also it, it helped like because you were kind of going through your first like heartbreak situation and I was in a way too, not not that I was like really heartbroken about it, but I was just like,
2: well, I. You were dealing like, with those I, emotions. Yeah,
1: I was dealing with those emotions because yeah. I was like, well, I, I felt like I was kind of just in love, but then was that real and like what now I'm just like in the world yeah. and what's going on and. I feel like that was, like, also a good
0: yeah, thing
1: that we could, like, support each other on, like,
0: so 100%. I kind of love that you guys just said, like, there were themes going on when you're at such different chapters. Like, how do you recommend supporting a friend, especially a best friend, when you're at, like, such different chapters? Um, and I think that, like, finding similar themes is so important. But, like, truthfully, when you look at where you both were in life, it was, like, couldn't have been more different in terms of, like, location and, like, what you had been through and what you were going through, too. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I think that
2: it's a lot to a lot of times just about like the feelings and the emotions of it, and not actually like
1: yeah.
2: the reality of the situation. Like, it didn't matter that it was like some dumbass frat boy that like broke my heart, or that like it, it was on like national television. Like, we were both just like feeling hurt and lost. Mm-hmm,
1: yeah. And
2: so, like, if you strip everything away to that, like, then that's when you can really be there for people. Yeah. Like, all the riffraff, like, that doesn't matter. Yeah. It's about, like, supporting your friend on what they're feeling on the inside.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would say, like, I have a lot of friends that are super successful. Like, you know, people that I would, like, I would look at their careers and I'm like, oh, my God, I don't even know if I'll ever achieve that. But I think like when I when I talk to those friends, I'm like, oh, we actually we have a lot to relate on emotionally, and that's yeah. really what it comes down to at yeah. the end of the day. But I think there there can obviously be that insecurity when you're like, oh my, when I'm talking about like oh some brand that I'm working with and yeah. like some posts that I don't know how to like yeah. create, and this other person is talking about like performing at some amazing like music festival in front of thousands and thousands of people and i'm just like okay we're both struggling like with career stuff and mine seems like so minor in comparison but at the same time like we can obviously talk through that and like find common ground there and that's also part of a friendship you can't you can't only have friends that all do the same thing as you do all have the same life experiences Uh, like, that's so boring. Yeah. So boring.
0: 100% boring. I feel like someone once told me, like, you can drown in an ocean and you can drown in a puddle. So, like, somebody else's, like, thing might be, like, a literal ocean comparatively to your puddle, but that doesn't mean you both could still drown in it. Like, you are you have the same ability to feel, like, so much pressure and stress. And I feel like a good friend is someone that's, like, willing to look for those, like, emotional nuances and not, like, compare. 100%. And also, like, just because
2: something you're struggling with, like... So two people could be struggling with the same thing and just because a struggle seems bigger to someone else, like, doesn't mean that the other person isn't also struggling with it. Yeah. And noticing that, like, or recognizing and being able to, like, appreciate that a struggle is a struggle and support someone no matter what.
1: That's Mm -hmm. something I definitely think I need to work on. Like, because I think sometimes I look at my friends that are, like, have maybe a very similar issue to me and I might be like, oh, why is... Why does that feel so intense for them and not for me? Or why does that – like, even with people in my life, like my sister, I see her, and I often say, like, her emotional depth is like an ocean, and mine's like a kiddie pool. Like, I just am so (laughs) much further removed from my emotions, and so I – I have a hard time in friendships and, like, obviously with my relationship with my sister and, like, in looking at people and being like, okay, let me think about how this would actually feel because I I rarely ever really get to those depths.
0: Yeah. That's so interesting.
2: Maybe it's, like, a younger sibling thing because my brother and I are the same way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is really interesting. So – kind of like pivoting when one person in the friendship is experiencing like way more difficult thing and the other person is like happy or you like you guys don't have those like moments of like oh we're both experiencing this hardship or this heartbreak like how would you recommend like supporting ruby if she was like incredibly heartbroken and you're like the happiest you've ever been in a relationship or like vice versa like things in your career are going so well you feel like you're on a breakdown you are on a breakdown you're not like how do you support the other person when you don't like relate in that moment
2: I think it's it's really, it's really hard and it has to be two-sided. Like, there are times, like, when I'm struggling, I shut down and I shut people out. And something I've been working on with everybody in my life is to just acknowledge it and be like, I'm struggling. I'm not ready to talk about it. Like, I'm, like, I'm genuinely – this is going to sound so sarcastic and asshole. Like, I'm sorry that my, like, emotions are affecting you and, like, that I can't be there for you. But right now, like, I have to be there yeah. for me. And, like, when I'm ready to talk to you about it, like – You'll know. I'll come to you. Yeah. And then on, like, the other side, like, when, like, if a friend sees you struggling, like, let them help you. Yeah. Like, even if, like, sometimes you can't let them help you on the whole thing, like, give them, a, like, a small task. Yeah. To, like, work on.
1: Even if it's not actually going to help you, just make them think.
2: Yeah. That because they're helping
1: you. At because least sometimes,
2: like, to see a friend struggle is really hard. And... Like, it's not that it's your responsibility, but sometimes, like, that's the choice you've made to, like, have relationships in your life in all aspects. With your parents, your siblings, significant other, friends. Like, you owe them something even if you are, like, really not doing too well.
1: I think if you are struggling, if you're the one struggling, it's really important to, like, say something about it. Like, I said to Ruby the other day, I was like, I'm sorry I have to keep bringing this up. But, like, I need to talk to you about this. And she was like, we can talk about it for however long you want.
0: Yeah. That's so true. Like, just being intentional about how you communicate to your friends. And, like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes when I feel like my friends are distant, I start, like, freaking out. Like, I did something. But it's so helpful if they just say, like, I'm just going through something right now. I'm going to be a little distant.
2: And on the flip side, like, check in on your friends. Like, if you feel like there's distance, if you feel like something's happening, like, they're – Something's probably going on. It might not be that they're, like, pulling away from you and don't want to talk to you, but, like, that might be how they're expressing themselves. And, yeah. like, we all feel those shifts and, like, talk about it. Communication is just so important. Like, I think that that's, like, the bottom line thing. It's, like, ask. Talk yeah. about it. Bring it up. Don't hold it in. Don't say, yeah. like, I'm fine and then get mad when your friend doesn't believe that you're fine. Like, express yourself. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, like, in this new chapter of your – both of your lives and careers, like, you moved to New York and back to New York, like, for good, at least for now. What has that been like? And, like, what has – how has your friendship, like, shifted in this, like, young 20s, New York City, like, adult era? Because I feel like it's quite different from, like, when you're in college or even when you're in high school.
1: I feel like especially for you this past year has been, like, crazy change.
2: This has been like a full 180. I mean, I've always kind of been in this space. Like, I've always been doing PR, social media, whatever. But I always had this crutch of, like, college and could run away to New Orleans. And even if I was hating it, it was like, oh, like, I'm just a college kid or whatever. So really being in New York and, like, also moving back to a city where I grew up was, like, it's so easy to go back into who you were. And I feel like in the past couple years, I've worked so hard to, like, better myself and become a better person and, like, truly try to, like, love myself so that I can, like, actually be supportive in there for all the people around me. Like, I used to wake up every morning and be like, I'd be, like, how can I be happier than I was yesterday and how can I be, like, better for the people around me?
0: Yeah.
2: And that was so hard, like, being back in the city. Like, I luckily, like, made a lot of new friends and, like, was – in a world where i was able to grow and meet all these people whether it was the influencer world or like friends of friends or just like life but i also like had to recognize that not every friendship i had going into it was going to last and that like yeah. sometimes it's okay if a friendship is bringing you constant pain and agony like that's not a friend and like sometimes yeah. for you you have to cut them out or also moving back to new york i mean i think this is a very unique experience but like i was in this world, like, where I had friends who have followers and, like, whatever. And, like, also reminding myself of, like, people who were trying to get to know me, like, who were not nice to me in the past. Like, why? Like, what's going on?
1: Yeah. And
2: that, like, really messed me up a little bit. And, like, I – yeah, like, the friend stuff. Like, not between Kit and I, but, like, in the fall, like, I stopped being friends with, like, a really big group of friends of mine, like, as close from high school. And it was just, like, a lot. But – now every time i think about it i'm like oh my god like i'm so much happier because i'm not like constantly like waiting for their approval
0: yeah that's so interesting so like you said you made new friends obviously you also made new friends being on the show and just being in la how did you guys like introduce each other to your new friends like did you ever like how did you handle like your friends getting close or like maybe you introduce ruby to a friend and she becomes closer to that friend than you ever even were was there any of that happening like what is it like to introduce groups of friends especially new friends in New York in your 20s
2: I feel like we kind of just like we're like here we are yeah like this is it this <laughs> well, is this just is what's going that, on like
1: we our friendship it it's so it's so long lasting and like it's we've been through so much together that like i don't really Like, it's more of a, like, sister type of relationship almost or, like, a family relationship. So when I bring Ruby to stuff or, like, when I introduce Ruby to new friends, it's just like, oh, guys, this is Ruby. And then, like, we we can all chat and get along and whatever. And then same with you. I feel like I come in, but I'm not thinking, like, oh, my God, I can't wait to, like – Meet Ruby's be friends. Be closer to Ruby's friends <laughs> than I, she is. Know, Ruby. You know? yeah. And usually, I mean, personally, I think we also kind of have, like, different types of, like, when I'm talking about, like, p- friends that, like, don't do social media or, like, just yeah. real, like, homies, um, I think we kind of have different tastes in friends.
2: We do. And then also, like, our friends, like, overlap. Like, we all we all go to the same bars. Like, we go, yeah. like, we go out a lot. Like, once you're in – it's like a, it's almost like a small, like, college town. Like, realistically, everybody's seeing each other out. Yeah. So, like, for me also, like, I even more had to get over everybody being friends and knowing each other because, like, yeah. I would just be, like, in constant, like, agony if that was the case. Like, yeah. Yeah. like, like come on. Yeah. And now I just want – everybody being friends and everyone getting along just makes – life so much oh, easier because so it's like we want to do it t- it's just everything yeah. it's
1: but easy. also like the thing is like for me when i think about when i think about any anxiety that i would have about like one of my friends becoming closer to another one of my friends the fear is that you're gonna lose that this friendship yeah because that because ruby would become close way closer yeah. with my other friend and then they would just leave me out but because we have this like sister type of friendship I know I'm never gonna lose her yeah. like I feel confident also, in like, that so I don't feel that anxiety you're
2: allowed to have friendship boundaries like yes. you're allowed to say like to a certain extent like or, or share a fear of whatnot. like I don't know if you realize but like you guys were like not talking to me at all last night and yeah. made me upset like that's okay and then you like move forward but like there's no part of me that's, like, kids' friends, I'm going to make them all my friends, and we're going to go, <laughs> and we're just going to, like, do the L- thing without – like out, Like, that's so, like, juvenile, yes. in my opinion. So, yes. like, I feel like also part of, like, we're at this stage, like, kids' 23, I'm about to turn 23. Like, we're growing up, and, like, we're
0: all maturing around yeah. us. So mm-hmm. we know that – and, like, that's yeah. so catty. So catty. Um. So you guys say that you have like this sister like bond that tends to come with like fighting and challenges. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever gotten in a fight and like spill the tea? What happened if you're comfortable? And then like, how did you remedy? It's it? really rare.
2: Honestly. We don't really fight. Yeah, and because we,
1: we both have avoidance issues.
2: Major, <laughs> uh, major avoidance avoidance issues, and like, I we've never like really fought. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any conflict we have is either <laughs> so like it, it's. Honestly, it took us, like, I think both being in therapy to, like, even be able to, like, acknowledge this. But, like, if we were annoyed at each other, like, we would just, like, not talk to each other for five days and then come back. And, like, it was kind of, like, all just, like, whatever. Yeah. But then this past winter, like, however we were dealing with it wasn't working. And I kind of, like, laid it all out. Like, we didn't talk really for, like, two months. And it wasn't like we're not talking because we're busy. It's like we were not talking.
0: Yeah.
2: And... Then we talked about all the reasons we weren't talking. And, like, I think we both, like, expressed the way we were feeling and how the other person could act to make us feel a certain way. Yeah. And I think since then our friendship has been so much stronger.
1: mm mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we already – like, then we kind of – from that conversation we really opened the floodgates to be able to, like – communicate more when things aren't working in our yeah. friendship because before that we never like address anything like yeah. we
2: like our friendship has changed and like lasted so long but like when you become friends with someone when you're five years old like they're kind of just always there yeah and like there was never a point I th- I think you would agree with this that we would think that the other person wouldn't be there so it's kind of just like oh we'll like get through this and move on and like that's so unhealthy and like yeah like my mom was always like if you don't fight, like that's not good. Cause yeah. that just means then, like, you're not communicating. It all circles back to communication. Really like, does. that's so important. And I think conflict can come up yeah. within communication, but it doesn't always have to escalate to a fight or, like, yeah. a, I'm not talking to you, like, whatever, like, drama, yeah. big thing.
1: Yeah. Like, we I don't do drama. The, the moat between yeah, us. Never. And I think also, like, if you were to communicate something, that, if I was to communicate something, you that was annoying me right off the bat then you would probably be able to like work on that behavior quickly and then we never would fight about it 100 yeah. and like
2: I work so much like on my own time to like if someone comes to me with
1: a conflict a criticism
2: whether it's work play like whatever like I'm always gonna be like you're like I'm not gonna I'm gonna if you feel some way that's valid like yes. I might disagree but your feeling is your yes, feeling you and can't... I'm never gonna invalidate that yeah so like if, like, let's talk about chewing gum, like, if someone was, like, you chew- your chewing gum, like, really upsets me, like, I could get defensive and be, like, what, like, who doesn't chew gum? But, like, realistically, like, if that annoys you, like, that's a,
0: you're allowed, allowed to annoy you. Yeah.
2: And then I'm gonna take a step back and I'm gonna be, like, okay, so I won't chew gum in, like, the 20-minute conversation that we're having. Yeah. Like, and that's, like, life, like yeah. you can't hold on to every – like, there's bigger things, obviously, that are worth, like, a larger conversation. But I think that a lot of times in female friendship, like, a lot of the fights are about, like, smaller things. Or things that weren't said because yeah. they were pushed off. Exactly. And just, like, that – And then can, it
1: becomes a resentment, which is, yes. like, something that
2: – I can't, do. People
1: yeah. with avoidance issues are, like, always just – I constantly live in resentment. Yeah. It's like and it's just, like, ever.
2: horrendous. And yeah. so how to, like – to skip like how do we make sure that that doesn't happen and like act like talk talk to your friends yeah like express
0: yourself yeah i always say that friendships are especially female friendships are Almost identical to romantic relationships, but we don't treat them in the same way. So with a romantic relationship, you expect that you're like on the same path, and then maybe one person starts going right, and the other person's like, "I'm actually going to go left," so you break up, and that's very normal. Like when you think about a romantic relationship, you consider either we're going to be together for a really long time or we're going to end things. But with friendships, we don't put that. We don't allow that same like grievance. Like we say, like this is forever. Like there's no ending it. Like if you go left and I go right, we're just going to try to figure out how to make it work when we're going in completely different directions, but mm-hmm. that's just like really not realistic and puts a ton of pressure on two people in a friendship, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that there's not an also not enough like words to
2: describe female friendship. Like Yeah. Like there are different tiers of friendship and yeah. that it's and that's okay. Like it's okay to not be as close with everyone in the room. Like that's ex- that's not realistic and exhausting. No. Yeah. And I think that there are sometimes people expect, like, even if it's just, like, I'm not going to say a friend group, but, like, a group of people are hanging out that, like, it's expected that, like, everyone's the same level of closeness. And, like, if they're not, that's that's okay. Yeah. Like, it's okay if, like, two people are closer. Not in, like – as long as they're not excluding anybody or doing yeah. anything rude or, like, being mean because of it, like – That's okay. Yeah. It's okay that, like, someone you've known for 20-plus years or someone you see every single day you're closer with than someone you see once a month. Yeah. Once every couple weeks. Like, it's okay that it's
1: different. I think it's important to have different tiers of friends. Yes. Not tiers as in, like, maybe I shouldn't call them tiers, but different, like, categories.
0: Yeah. Like, my
2: therapist is always, like, you're – like friendship is like a pie like not everybody can like fill every piece and like if you expect them to like like I have my friend who I will only see when I got to coffee if I tried to take that friend out we would have a miserable time
0: yeah, yeah. so it's also <laughs> like
2: acknowledging that like not every friend has to fit every role yes
0: they don't yeah. have to be in every space and I think because back to what you were saying, my therapist has told me before. She's like, your brain, whenever we talk about social media, she's like, the human brain was not wired to take in this many people a day, this many comments, yes. this many followers. It That is exactly why you're breaking down. But it's the same thing with friends. Like, your brain was not wired to have 20 best friends in the world. Like, you're not going to be able to handle it. And it's totally normal to be like, these are my going out friends. These are my, like, I'll get brunch with them once a month and catch up. Mm-hmm. Like, these are my friends that I like to go shopping with. And then this is, like, my best friend in the world that I could do anything with.
1: Well. I also think that like if you tried to have multiple best friends it all of those relationships would be lowered in quality because like I think about the amount of work that we have to put in to our best friendship and it's like so much work and you choose it yeah and especially like we both have jobs and like we're dating and all this stuff it's just like on top of all of that, to try to have, like, another Ruby would be, like, a whole other oh, yeah. thing. It would be insane. No, like, I
2: put a lot of pressure on myself to be a good friend. Like, yeah. I, that's one of my favorite qualities about myself is that I think, like, I'm a really good friend. You really and I'm are. there for the people who are around me. And, like, if I tried to be there for every single person in the entire world that I've ever met always, like, there wouldn't <laughs> be anything left yeah. for myself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think... What you were just saying, like my best friend lives in Chicago, and like it's a lot of work for us to maintain and like plan our trips and talk all the time and like make time to FaceTime. If I tried to do that with other people, it just like would not happen because like my attention is like I'm giving it to her because I chose to because she's my best friend. Um, You just said dating, and I want (laughs) to shift to (laughs) hear about like best friends dating. You guys are both single, correct me if I'm wrong. Has there ever been like weird moments when one of you is taken, one of you is single? Or like, what is it like when you're both dating? Have you guys ever had like a boy come in your way? Or like, has Kit ever dated someone that you hated or vice versa?
2: A guy has never come in the way. Yeah, It's never been an yeah, issue. Yeah. I think that like, that's first off. Second off, like I think that the guys that we've brought into our life, like, haven't, maybe they just haven't made the cut yet to like, like,
1: we haven't really, like, broached this topic yet because we've never been in, like, a serious, serious relationship. Yeah. like it, When that time comes, it's going to be another, like, whoa Thing to yeah. talk about. Yeah. But,
2: like, I think that when it comes to guys and, like, friends, it's just, like, you support your friend, but until, like, you feel like they're putting themselves, like, in harm way or, like yeah. – because it's so hard with guys. Like when, yeah. like, when like, when you have a friend that is obsessed with a guy and you just so know that, like, they're not the right person, like, yeah. the minute you say that, like, you're the enemy, unfortunately. That's
1: why you just can't.
0: Unless it's, like, really, unless really, really like bad. Unless it's, toxic in some way. Your allegiance is to each other before it is to the guy. So, like, at the end of the day, you have to support her. You have to support her. I
1: do th- My personal opinion on this is, like, unless it's, like, an abusive relationship or, like, That's emotionally abusive in whatever way... I think you gotta stay out of it yeah
2: i'm the same the way. one thing i will say about that is that like if you follow those rules and like don't really cut in until something's going on like if your friend is cutting in and like making a comment for like any reason that's not supportive like listen to your friends yeah unless yeah. it's like a friend that like has a history and like it's jealous and like whatever but like i would know that like if kit said to me like ruby like stop Like, that's not for her own good. Like, she's, like, so looking out for me. And, like, maybe I actually can't, like, listen to it in the moment. But, like, taking a step back and being, like, oh, wait. Like, someone took the time to, like, voice their opinion about something that's obviously so important to me. Like, maybe I should listen. Or, like, I'm sorry. I'm just going to say this. Like, if your significant other hates your best friend,
0: like, red flag.
1: Such a red flag. Yeah. Oh, like the, I like the deepest red and of life they
0: fucking hated each other like my best friend Allie and my ex-boyfriend fucking hated each other for yeah. very good reason like she was in the right the whole time but the two things about it that was were so great was that first of all like I wasn't being emotionally or physically abused in any way and she was like I fucking hate him, but at the end of the day, like, you're my best friend. And if you're going to be in love with him and stay here, like, I'll stick by your side for anything, but you're going to need to know how I feel about this just because, like, I'm your best friend. That I really appreciated. And secondly, she didn't tell me, like, everything that she felt until it was over. And I think she knew it was going to be over and she, like, let me have my time with it.
1: I think you also need to let your friends make mistakes. Yes. And so, like, that's when you got to tap into your. Network of the other friends that maybe aren't as like close, yeah. and you got to be like, okay, who can I really lean on right now? And that's that's kind of how it has to be. And you should, yeah. If it's something that if it's someone you really hate and like, you know they're a really bad person, you can say that. But like at the end of the day, you just got to be. There. You just wait yeah. it out. You and, just like, wait it you, out. Like yeah.
2: Like the friendship might change in the meantime, but like.
1: But friendships go through phases.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, that was my next topic, like, nearing the end of this. Friendships go through phases for sure, similarly to how relationships do. And, like, sometimes you choose when you're in a relationship with someone that's serious. Sometimes love isn't inherent. You choose love because you know it'll be replenished, like – And I think friendships can be really similar in the way that it comes and goes and, like, the phases that you go through as, like, a person changing in tandem with a friendship. What has that been like for you guys and what advice do you have for people when that starts to happen?
1: I think, like, what I was saying before, like, you should have a bigger network of friends in different categories that, like – If your friend moves away or you're just, like, going through a phase right now, maybe they're in, like, their honeymoon phase with their new relationship and you're single and whatever, that's when you need to tap into your other friendships and, like, work on strengthening those and thriving in those and continue to, like, check in on your friend and, like, see them in a more, like, structured way. Like, oh, let's go get dinner. Yeah, yeah like like let's be intentional. Time. I also
2: yeah. think that, like, if you're in a phase w- in a friendship and, like, you aren't as close as maybe you once were, like, it's okay to acknowledge that that's a f- if it's not your choice, like, because of whatever, whatever external factor that, like, you're upset about it. And, like, maybe you don't have to express it, but, like, acknowledge it within yourself. Yeah. And then it also, like, is a moment where you can – make new friends and become closer with friends like I have a friend who like we're not as close as we once were for the time being and like it's given me more time in my social calendar to like become closer with other people and like as much as I'm like so devastated that we're not as close like I now have so many new friends who like I love and adore and I'm able to like have fun with and hang out with and like I don't know if I would have had like the mental space for that without it so like everything
0: kind of ebbs and flows Yeah, okay. On that front. I love that. So I have one more question for you guys, and then I do like fun questions at the end to get to know you separately from the topic. But what is your biggest advice for two women or people, but I think most of the listeners are women, that are like friends or best friends and are going through these changes? Like how did you guys... Like, because you guys got out to the other side of like all of this that happened. And when I see you, I see a really wonderful example of like a very healthy, strong female best friendship. How did you what's your biggest advice for like getting through all these changes and like coming out to your young 20s and being like, this is my person.
2: I have a couple things. Okay, First of off. all, like it's go nobody off. else's business. Like,
1: yeah, don't
2: bring a million freaking people into it. Don't like like because then everyone talks and like it's really no one else's business. Second of all, like, talk to your friend. Like, communicate and figure out what you – express what you need. Don't expect the other person to just, like, miraculously come up with it. Yeah. People aren't mind readers. And also, like, take the time. Like, if it takes an extra lunch, if it takes an hour away from something else that you want to do, like, if it's worth it, like, take the time and put the time into it. Yeah.
1: I think, yeah, that's one of my – my. Bigger pieces of advice is like think about maybe it's one or two people in your life, and you you have to be like okay, I'm gonna commit like yeah a lot of time and energy into this because that is what it takes yeah to be in a friendship, and friendships are not easy. No, it's just like a relationship. Like you, I do have friendships that are really easy that we just see each other when we're out or we go to dinner, we catch up, we talk shit and just like hang out and we never fight because we don't see each other or have that really close yeah. bond. But when you have that re- really close bond with a friend, you got to be like, okay, I'm going to commit to prioritizing this even yeah. when it's like so uncomfortable and it doesn't feel like worth it at the time. Yeah. You got to just like, okay, this is, I have these few people that I'm going to prioritize over like or die. my my fun and like my comfort.
0: I love that. percent yeah. I love it. Okay, so we just like went through everything, but I love to give like three fun questions at the end just to like get to know you guys on like a more fun, flirty level. Love, So love. firstly, give me your favorite restaurant in New York City right now and like the thing that you order when you go. So like we're thinking, if we're thinking Serena, it's like American Bar and her like SFK <laughs> moment on the menu. But like what would that be for you guys? Like what is like the place where like you want your item on the menu because you go there so much and you fucking love it?
1: I would say Bar PD for the pounded chicken and mushrooms, My extra God, crispy. So
2: good. So I'm good. gonna go Serena and say American Bar, but I do the peanut chicken salad, or I love Little Frankie's and I
0: do like the lemon spaghetti pasta. Wait, which is Little Frankie's is so good, so, it's so good. good, and it's so such good. a vibe. It's such yeah. a vibe, and everybody literally doesn't think of it, and they always have reservations open, and but then late it gets so night. busy.
2: Like you can go, like I don't like for late night eats, like. Fuck pizza. Like,
0: go get a nice bowl of pasta at two. A. Yes. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Such good vibes. Such good vibes. Okay. Second, like, celebrity crush, like, number one person that, like, you would put your life on the line to hook up with this person.
2: John Ham. <laughs> John Ham, like, Mad Men era.
0: Yeah. And then I
2: also have a huge crush on Tyler Wade, who is a former Yankee.
0: Yes. Now he plays for the Angels. Call me. Okay, so she has a type.
1: (laughs) Um I like haven't thought about this in so long because I feel like I've made like my real life crushes my celebrity crushes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like really committed to my real life crushes. Yeah.
0: Okay, well what's your type then? Hot. It's so hot. Like, (laughs) it's type. No, I said this on my podcast two weeks ago, Kit. I was talking about you because I was like, we were at this brunch and we were talking about, because it was a hot take episode. So mm-hmm. everyone was like, give me your take on this. And like, I just went through them. And one of them was that the girl always dates up in the really, in like heterosexual relationships. And I was like, I was just talking about this with Kit actually. And I really appreciated what she said because she was like, fuck that. I have the highest standards and I'm yeah. not dating or settling unless this man is like so <laughs> fucking I sexy. Want, like, like, Greek. like god like chiseled
1: just (laughs) like like, so hot and successful yeah and
0: yeah funny and and i was like honestly it really changed my perspective because i feel like women and this like goes way back because like if you think about i always bring it back to bridgerton but like you think about them they were desperate to get a guy to want to marry them so they would have taken anything that's like our humble beginnings literally so it makes sense that women settle to this day because they think they have to but you actually don't
1: Well, I just like, I had a moment in childhood because like growing up, I always thought like my type was always like the hottest. Kit
2: was like obsessed with Taylor Lautner. Yeah.
1: I I, I was just like always like the hot Hot guys. Yeah. And then as I got older, I was like, oh my God, like am I going to have to just like settle now? Because it seems like this is what everyone's doing. Like, Why is everyone with these like whack dudes yeah and then recently I've just been like no I want Prince Charming
0: yeah and you deserve it yeah you deserve it okay well what's your type No, I have to throw it back to you
2: oh my god my My type
0: is like Jewish boy not even just like
2: very like asshole like she has two (laughs) it's so (laughs) bad it's so bad like I so have a thing for that like jackass like business guy who thinks he's better than everyone else and just like (laughs) but like makes you feel like you're all like you're special because he's choosing you which is like so gross yeah and then toxic so toxic and then i also like i think i'm just like still coming out of my like college like understanding of what a guy is because like i do like that party guy like we go to the same place like i always am like my dream is like to meet someone at acme or like Surf Lodge.
0: Yeah. Because well, it's just
2: like a great story. Okay, but I
0: always tell people like you need to go to the people are like how do I meet people in like the wild? And I'm like if you want to date somebody that goes to Surf Lodge mm-hmm. then go to Surf Lodge. Yeah. If you want to date a man <laughs> that likes to read a book go to a fucking book signing yeah. every week. If yeah. you want to date a man that loves wine Become a sommelier and take a class. Like, <laughs> yeah. you need to like go to the spaces that you see your future partner being yeah, we're working on it. We're
2: we're working so on it So go to
0: Acme more than you already do. Oh, okay. Uh, a hundred sure, times so already. me twice. I'll, I'll like yeah. get an apartment upstairs or no but surf lodge, it's summer, so like Surf Lodge. Some, oh they um reached out to me on boys. Instagram. I meant to tell you guys. Surf lodge? Someone DM'd me being like I work at events partnership at Surf Lodge.
2: We'll talk. Oh my god! And I was like, I, I got to chat okay. with my girlies. I want to know who it is. I just um, love the team there. I yeah, know. I'll
0: tell you who it is after. Um, okay. Last question. What is the alcohol that you cannot drink anymore? And tell me the story behind why you can't drink. <laughs> oh my god. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh, no. I don't. I don't have one. Like I, I'm. I never had like a bad bad. <laughs> I, okay. Yeah. Mine. Mine is for loco, but like yeah, that that's... is just like disgusting. And yeah. it's just like th- I'm sorry, but there's no way. I actually blacked out of my eighth grade graduation from drinking or f- <laughs> City, um, City kids. And I've, I will never drink it again. And I've I'm pretty sure it's banned. No, it's back. It's, okay, well, it's back. But it's probably I not the same formula that yeah. it was when I was in eighth grade. But Ruby has a really good one.
2: So when I was in high school, like I genuinely believed that flavored Svedka could not get me drunk. No, like,
0: Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> I already hate
2: it. <laughs> like I just thought I was like, so like superior that like it didn't affect me. And my senior year of high school, we did like the senior Olympics, and I bought like a handle of blue raspberry blue vodka raspberry because like, like we could never find it. But yeah. I was like, oh my god, I found it! This is great. We're having. By the
1: show. way, also Ruby's love language is being right. So like, <laughs> once she commits <laughs> to something, like in her head, whether or not it's a fact, like she no, will. it's a fact
0: for her. Actually,
1: like defend it's a this fact. Until do
0: anything to make it. She's
2: proven. I need to be proven wrong. So I buy this. What was it? Blue 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 raspberry vodka. Ugh. And I proceed to drink it. And like, I just got like that level of drunk that just like, thank God like I didn't do anything embarrassing. And like the photos like aren't even that bad. But like I threw up at the party. Like I passed out at my friend's house. Like I was in high school. Like my parents couldn't find me. They did call my friends' parents. Like it was like a whole fucking thing and i was like the next morning i think i posted on like my finsta i was like okay guys i think i finally like settled it like i can get drunk off of flavored vodka, and now like i can't even look at it like if i walk by if i'm in a liquor store and i see it like i like have like a like a oh yeah whatever like i give like a bodily reaction moscato
0: like any sweet wine oh like moscato, or sutter's
2: like. home i i mean i still do this i guess but like i used to walk around with like a double. What's wrong with me? With a double handle of – a double bottle of, like, Sutter's Home, like, sweet, sweet rosé with a ugh. straw that I fashioned so that – and I would just, like, drink the whole bottle throughout the night and then just, like, be the b- biggest fucking embarrassment of life.
0: Yeah, we don't. I literally yeah, no. sweet So wine. those are the sweet two things. Mine is so gross.
1: Sutter's right, so, Home
0: and flavored vodka. So we won't do that. <laughs> yeah,
1: for loco. For yeah. Loco. Ugh.
0: That's fucking gross. Stay away. All right. Well – to cap things off, can you guys tell us where to find you? And of course, it'll be in the description as well. But where can everyone follow you guys?
1: Instagram and TikTok at Kit Keenan. We love it.
2: Instagram at Ruby Saracino. TikTok Ruby 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 Ruby. And
1: I'm pretty sure if you search Ruby.
2: Yeah, Saracino, if you it search Ruby Saracino up. it comes yeah. up.
0: I always type in, I'm like Ruby, 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 like until it comes up. No, yeah, exactly. It comes up there. It's
2: there. You'll find (gasps) it. Thank
0: you guys so much for coming on. This was so fun, and I think everybody got a lot out of it. It was great. This was so fun. Bye, guys. Bye.